Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. DC Universe. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 90. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on BLF by clicking the drop down. Uh, I think it's just labeled podcast. There's a bunch of great shows for you to pick from, uh, each one uh, better than the last. Um, I'm your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I'm Peter R. Veron. Today we're recording on September 19th, 2022. As always, we have a great show for you today. Before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you all our faithful listeners to take the time to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air. You've just won a straight out of Gotham prize pack, so get those reviews in. We have an announcement today. We will announce our contest winner for the month of August, so we will get that in. Um, now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who holds the record for the longest at-bat by a Frenchman for, at 34 pitches. That resulted in the game-winning Grand Slam in the bottom of the 15th inning for the State Championship of New York. Ladies and gentlemen, a fellow Batman on Film junior contributor, Eric Holzman. Hello there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bringing up another fine memory from my life. 34 pitches and a walk-off Grand Slam. Like, that's... Yes, yeah. Aaron Judgian. Yep. I remember I kept fouling off the curveball. It was always a problem for me. Yeah, you and uh, Serrano. Trying to catch up to the damn things every once in a while. But I kept wasting the pitches. And then eventually Thank I you. just I laid into one. Where's your so, where's uh, your tenure contract? Where's your four hundred million? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish I would have gotten that contract back then but that that was that's most guys who don't make it in <laughs> to the major leagues can't hit a curveball and that that was my problem so uh there you go you know what are you gonna do but that was a memorable at bat it was important so i tried and uh i just waited it out just just another championship god was with me that day i think if you or whoever, whatever deity you believe in, <laughs> did you go to Disneyland after that? Was, no, unfortunately, I did not. No, I think I did go to Adventureland, though. Where is Adventureland? It's a amusement park in <clears throat> in Farmingdale, on here on Long Island. So uh, okay, I went to Adventure. There's a movie called Adventureland with Kristen Stewart in it. Actually, I bet uh, you Nico's seen it. If you ever get it, it, it is about that park. It is a Long Island basement. You have to watch it, but um, that's where I went. We have we only have a couple of like amusement park type places. Adventureland's one of them, and then we have Splish Splash Water Park, which is out way out east in Riverhead. Well, that sounds amazing. I love water parks. I used to. I used to love them. They kind of weird me out now. I don't I like know too much pee. I just, uh, yeah, like I'd ever, th- before COVID, I didn't think about these things. Now, if I were to go to one, this would be, it would be in my head. Like I'd be thinking about disease. So I don't know, but so Eric I guess that's everywhere. So bubble. I'm crazy. No, no, no. I still do things. Eric Holzman, the amazing bubble boy. 
I'll still go and I'll still do things. I just, I, I think it's funny because you're the first person who's like, let's go out. I'm going to the bar. I did you know, mid pandemic. I did. You know? I was the, I was one of the first people I know of like when they open things up, I went out. I was one of the, I remember. So again, I think about it. It's not stopping me from doing it, but it's just in my head. Like I have it in my head now. So, but uh, yeah, so let's get to the contest winner since you mentioned it. That we have one for August. Uh, a fine young gentleman, Brad Zeitlin. If I, I hope I said your last name right, Brad. Um, he didn't. He he couldn't figure out how to post it on Apple Podcasts, so he posted it on our Facebook group. And this is the this was the review. Straight Outta Gotham is one of my favorite podcasts. I drive a truck for a living and spend most of my time listening to podcasts. The hosts are awesome. I always try to rap along with the theme song. I even asked my Italian wife to try the Feast of the Seven Fishes after I heard them talking about it. I used to buy comics at the sh- at a shop is no longer open in my hometown, and it's nice to hear what the current plot lines are. I'm a fan of old superhero shows and the new incarnations and the movies as well. When I see the title straight out of Gotham pop on my feeds with a new episode, I cheer. Keep up the great show. A loyal listener, Mr. Brad Zeitlin. So, Brad, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for that awesome review. Yeah, that was nice. That's great. Yes. It's nice to know that uh, we have such devoted fans across the country. Yeah, and it's cool. Uh, he's a truck driver, so you know he's, he's he's all over. Yeah, and those those stuff like that is probably, as he says, he listens to a lot of podcasts. So it's probably very uh, it's obviously a daily part of his life, and it's cool that we can be a part of that. So thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. You can message me on Facebook because we are we've connected. We're friends. You can message me on Facebook with your contact information. And I'll get it over to Peter and we'll send you out your prize back. Yeah. So thank you for winning and thank you for submitting and just thank you for being a, a loyal listener and, you know, good luck to the next person. Yes. Good luck to our next um, contest applicant, I guess. We have to call them applicants when they submit reviews. So that's kind of how that works. Uh, yeah. So that was, that's fun. We did, I don't, did the last per- month person you ever get their information and send them their pack uh we haven't had one in a while so that's it's been, true it's been a few months all right but there you go so thank you again brad and, and guys again if you uh, as pete always says in the beginning if you guys want to take part rate and review our show and like we always say even if it's hate if you want to hate us rip us apart if it's clever and creative and we like <laughs> we like the sound of it maybe you'll be the winner too all right, so we have some a lot of news to get through. Uh, trying to think where we should start. Oh, but first of all, hold on first. We talked about this before it came on air. Mm-hmm. Uh, my football team, the New York Jets, had one of the most incredible comebacks yesterday. <laughs> so I'm very I, happy about this. So I'm very happy. It, it's nice. Uh, I don't expect much this year, no matter what happens, but it's nice to actually – win a game went with uh when they were losing by 13 points with a minute and 55 seconds left in a football game uh it was against cleveland who's another i'm sorry for any of our browns fans listeners out there cleveland's Dunk. also kind of a similar franchise and that things always go bad for them so it was <laughs> it was kind of like one of those things you know if it was going to happen it probably would have happened to them or us uh so but it was just it's very cool to actually um be 
celebrating a Monday after a win. They have Jets haven't won a game in September since 2018. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. They stink. Yeah. They stink. They do. They, hey, they do. I can't argue. They do. So uh, there we go. And another quick note. Um, let's just quickly, Aaron Judge, man. What? 59 home runs. Yeah. And there's 16 games left. We'll see what happens. You think he's going to hit 70? No. You don't? <laughs> no. Okay. 70. It's only 11 more, and that this, the rate he's going, I think, is possible. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But he should have a chance to tie Maris at home. I think, I mean, I think he'll hit, you know, 62 for sure. Um, but 70, you know, but I, I'm more concerned about, you know, everything else going around. He's the, <laughs> he's the one thing you don't have to worry about. So it's like, That's true. That's true. I'm not concerned with him. It's but man, it's else. just, it's, it's just cool though to, to have that. Yeah. It's nice. You know? And, uh, it's, you know, it's nice that you can focus on the Maris aspect of it instead of everything else. Cause then yeah. it's very, uh. You know, well, technically, <laughs> you yeah. know, you want to say something like that, but, you know, you talk about records and steroids and all that jazz, but it's nice to just kind of steer clear of that for a change and just focus on Roger Maris, you know, Hank Greenberg and all those names of years past that no one's really thought about since 1998. So, yeah. And the, the, this is the American League, right? It's yeah. the American League. Because I think it's like 07. Ryan Howard had like 58 home runs. And then I think John Carlo had 59 and like 17. Yeah, the year he won MVP. So there are a couple of guys who have kind of flirted with it a few times, but no one's yeah. been as close as Judge. So I just I just keep looking at how many games are left. Like uh, there's so many. And the, and the clip he's going at, that's why I brought up 70. It's very possible. I'm not saying he's going to hit 70, but right. it's very possible. So, uh, I mean, so if yeah. If he does... Chances are they won the ball game, so hopefully. <laughs> Seriously, and it doesn't matter. That's the weird thing. It doesn't matter where they hit him, where they where he is in the order. He hits them anyway. He's having an amazing season. Well, that's why he's batting first, so he gets at least five at bats because no one else. Can. <laughs> yeah, it's although funny. although they had sixteen hits yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they they still lost the series though. They only won, you know. Although everything was winnable. Yeah, all the games were winnable. But, but you're right. Tough. Milwaukee's got good pitching. Yeah. You're right. The The inconsistency of the hitting is an issue. So we'll see how that works out. But I feel like Milwaukee uh, should be better than they are. Yeah. Yeah. The pitching's good. Well, you know, they got Willie Adamas in the middle of that lineup. Hmm. And uh, Yelich should just. Yelich, yeah. Yeah, you know, their pitching should have been. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened with Milwaukee. I wasn't paying attention to them. It's weird. They traded Bill Hader and then all of a sudden he, or Josh Hader, Bill Hader. <laughs> <laughs> they traded Josh Hader and he forgot how to pitch. So this was, you know. yeah, but you're right. I mean, well, and then San Diego fell off. Like they made a bunch of moves and then they just went with tailspin. Yep. What about that slide though, that they have at that stadium at uh, uh, Miller park <laughs> for Bernie Brewer. Yeah. It's cool. That's cool. I like that. You know, you, yeah. you, I feel like you'd like it out there. You get you get like a couple sausages and some brats, some sauerkraut, and you'd sit and watch the game. You know, I feel like Milwaukee would be nice for you. Of course, I would go. You know, you and your cheese curds. I love I love all that stuff. Yeah, no, cheese curds are great. I've only been to Milwaukee once. It was fabulous. I saw a Bucks game. 
So, so it's good eating out there. I love sa- cheese. A lot of sausage and cheese, man. It's great. Yeah, I love cheese. So point me in that direction. Yeah. Um, I'm in. All right. So let's get into it. Let's get into the news. Uh, let's start with a little bit of the news that came out of, um, what is it, D23? That's what it's called? Yes. The, the conference. The world's greatest convention ever. Yes. So, By the world's greatest company. Yes. And the only man who can make movies outside of Zack Snyder, Kevin Feige. They own everything. Disney owns everything. So, uh, yeah. So, um, a couple of cool trailers came out of there. One was the Werewolf by Night one. Uh-huh. Um, which I didn't even know was a thing. Uh, so Someone then I, doesn't pay attention to his own show feed. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing. I mean, I knew it was a thing after it happened. This happened. I didn't know it was a thing. This came out, yeah, they this first came out during like I don't know all of our hype for the Batman, and it caught my eye because uh, Giacono is directing it. And yeah. I was like, oh wow! I don't know if I've ever heard of a composer making the leap to the director's chair. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The trailer, uh, trailer looked has... cool. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I you know it'll be, it'll get me going during spooky season. You know, when it when it comes out. Uh huh. So. I'm down for some little werewolf action. I want to see what uh, Marvel can do with something like this. I want to see how how far they're willing to go, you know, just or just you know, how you know, with, with horror. Because, like I said, um, with the acquisitions of things like Fox and their sci-fi library, I'm wondering what Disney will allow 20th century productions to do now. Right? How far under the uh, the Disney umbrella they <laughs> they fall. So uh, I think this will also be a good test, just how far into horror, you know, because Multiverse of Madness, we got a good taste of it. So you're like, yeah, we did. Okay, you guys are dipping the toe. So let's see if we get that whole foot in there. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a very, um, that's a fair thing to be looking out for. Because as you said, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, definitely, um, they went there with it. Yeah, they went there with it. They let Raimi kind of be Raimi, which was good. So we'll see, but it's it, the trailer's kind of shot in like that old monster movie type style, mm-hmm. um, which is what I thought was cool and which is why I'm interested. So I'll definitely I'll definitely give this a shot and check it out. Uh, but the other one, I think, is one everyone's kind of been waiting for uh, and kind of a low key. And now after watching the trailer, I'm even more interested than it was before. Um, I'm talking about Secret Invasion. Um, which is it's a hundred percent looks like a hundred percent Nick Fury vehicle, yes. uh, which is going to be awesome. Um, just to see Sam Jackson kind of get his own shot to have a a Marvel. Yeah, I mean Hasselhoff <laughs> had one. <laughs> yeah, so it's it kind of ambiguous into what they're going to, which way they're going to go with it. If you know the story, um, it's usually against the scrolls. Uh, in the story, that's what it was. Uh, so, I, and as we know from um, Captain Marvel, the scrolls were kind of friends with yeah. now. And, and then we saw that also in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, where Nick Fury was, wasn't really there. <laughs> so, and apparently he's been vacationing on, where did they say he was vacationing on? I forget. I forget, yeah. But he's in, been in space for a couple of years. So it's going to be cool to see how this unfolds, but the trailer definitely does heighten uh, my expectations now uh, just to see Sam Jackson in this role. Um, Maria Hill's back. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it felt, it almost felt like for lack of a better term, like a sequel to like winter soldier. It just Fair. feels like that kind of like espionage, grounded, suspenseful, Mission Impossible type feel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just feels like you're t- like a, you know, it feels kind of a little James Bondian in the sense, right? Like mm-hmm. that whole secret agent type thing. Um, I still think this. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to like this and enjoy this. And I'm really pumped for it, but I'm st- I'm still surprised that this wasn't like the next big thing. Well, oh, like the Tony Stark that died wasn't really the Tony Stark that you know. Like I was waiting for everyone to come through the door. Like, well, we're actually not really dead. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens because I imagine that card's going to be played at some point. Someone's going to be dead that wasn't dead. You know what I'm saying? You know that, that was a, the scroll is the one who died and not the actual person. So we never actually met them. Um, I definitely think that's going to happen at some point, and there's got to be some sort of shock value that comes with that. Cause there's going to be a character that no one's ever seen and they haven't seen it coming. So I think there's gonna be a lot of surprises, a lot of shock when it comes to secret invasion. I'm really pumped for it. And I'm happy that the MCU is kind of going street level. Imagine- the cosmic MCU is not really my thing. Right. I, I can enjoy it, but it's like, I much rather have this stuff. Imagine they brought, um, Ed Norton's Hulk back. <laughs> And Mark Ruffalo's was a scroll. <laughs> that would be great. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Right? She thought it was like a lie. <laughs> yeah, right? Something I've just, obviously, I'll just be creative. But it, you're right. Something like that would be kind of cool. It would make a lot of sense. Uh, the trailer obviously doesn't go that deep into what exactly and who who's actually, what the secret invasion actually is. Um, but. You know, they they just basically they're kind of reintroducing Fury back into this. And he says, because uh, Hill's like, oh, we thought you were retired. And he goes, well, this brought me back. So he had his John Wick moment. Yeah. So obviously he knows he knows what's going on. We just don't yet. We have to watch it. So but I'm definitely looking forward to it. And we will see what, how that goes. Uh, did it give a release date? Do we know when it's coming? I didn't see a release date. I don't know. Um. But hopefully soon. Um, sure. I'd just like to say that uh, this year at D23 didn't really knock off my socks. You know, didn't really break the internet. I don't even <laughs> remember hearing that many people talk about it. So just going to say, and I said this on Twitter, and uh, me and Daddy Batch got into it. If Warner Brothers put that out there, you guys would have roasted them like a Thanksgiving turkey. You guys oh, would have destroyed them. You guys would have said how they don't care about the fans because they didn't show you anything. You know, and it's just funny to me because the same people who cried about not having a fandom didn't say anything about D twenty three. And I just, I just don't, get, I just don't get fans. <laughs> I just feel like fans want to complain regardless of topic. So I agree. I just don't get it. You know, I feel like fandom was unappreciated the last time they gave it to us, and everyone hated it. So no wonder <laughs> that and the fact that like there's nothing to really talk about. But uh, I just I don't know. I just sometimes fans don't deserve what they get, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I, I, I think benefit of the doubt is what they've earned now. So people are going to give them a pass, even if they don't get what they want from it. Uh, and there's going to be less of a of a, a blowback. But when you have what's going on with Warner Brothers, uh, you know, the cancellation of Batgirl and then the kind of uncertainty of things that's going on. I think people just kind of react accordingly. I understand it. I don't necessarily agree with it, 
but I understand it. So, you know, the the D23 did give us stuff uh, in other uh, avenues outside of Marvel. Like they, they had a teaser for Mandalorian right. season three and, you know, that other thing, the star Wars realm, they released stuff. Um, Hocus Pocus two was another, is another thing that's coming, um, which was a big, big movie for kids. When I was younger, a little bit, old, I'm a little bit, I was a little bit older, but I remember it was a big thing for kids. Uh, they, we got some shots and from the, for the little mermaid, so like they they did give us stuff in other avenues. How was that trailer? I haven't watched it yet, so I'm not part of the backlash. <laughs> I can't what? be blamed the for Little the Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Oh, how was the trailer? It was fine. It's it's cute. Like it's the Little Mermaid. Like to me, I'm sure that's, it is. It's you know, like, like their live action remakes. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I thought it was cool. So it's whatever. I still think Aladdin is the best one they've done. I loved Aladdin. I thought that movie was amazing. I did like Aladdin. Aladdin was very well done. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I did. That was probably one of the better ones. I didn't love The Lion King. It was okay. Lion King uh, was good. I can't wait for a little bit. Under the sea. Da, da, I know. Da, da, under the sea. Da, 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 <laughs> da, da, da. Like, I love that. This is Sebastian, right? Is, is he a crab, a lobster? Is he a scrimp? Like, what is he? <laughs> I don't know what he is. But he's great. He's definitely under not a shrimp. Sea. I know that. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast was good too. I thought these yeah, everyone's uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Pinocchio recently just got roasted. Oh, and I didn't I'm, even watch it. I see it's available. But I didn't even watch it. I, I I'll watch. I, I, it's one of those things like you know you you, you watch with your mother because like your mom getting into it. She's like, oh, you're such a good boy. I'm such a wonderful <laughs> son. He's watching Pinocchio with me. It's amazing. You know, so I'll do that. It's like Tom Hanks is like, I won't put on a cape, but I'll play Geppetto. <laughs> Yeah, he, I mean he's got as much makeup on as Clayface. <laughs> well, I was not a fan of him in Elvis, so I have to. I want to watch this to see what happens. You I know didn't who didn't like Elvis? Surprisingly, uh, Rick, uh, master of opinion, shoe didn't <laughs> like Elvis. No, I liked Elvis. I just didn't like his Tom Hanks's character. I don't like how he played Colonel Parker. That's just that was my. Um, have you have you talked to? Uh, uh, bill about this Does, yeah yeah we've talked is, it wasn't an accurate portrayal i don't know that's what i'm asking yeah he i mean he said it was he said it was okay. uh he he we talked about it. i told him that, i mean i love the movie i did uh-huh. i really enjoyed the movie i thought awesome but was fantastic but um i just that was he's a huge role in it and to me it was just tom hanks in a fat suit like i didn't feel like he was playing a part i just felt like it was him so are you gonna feel that way about black adam like oh, it's just a rock I usually you honestly that's how I usually feel about him like it's not it doesn't but it doesn't detract from the movie for me because he's so he's an entertaining guy so it's easy to easier to follow it and watch something of his Uh, but we'll see I mean hopefully there's some range in this in the Black Adam role. But other things that came out of D23. <laughs> I, I think you're going to be disappointed when it comes to I think you'll like the movie, but I don't think The Rock's, you don't think the Rock's gonna... gonna have shorty range. No, I oh, think wow. he'll be fine. And look, I'm a fan of The Rock, but like, you know, like he's he's a better actor than Jason Statham, I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I liked Hobbs and Shaw. I was one of the few that enjoyed I mean, it was stupid, but it was fun. Is that so, the one where Idris is Black Superman? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. how I remember from the trailer. I'm like I'm Black yes. Superman. I'm like yes, that's it. Yeah, 
He's basically <laughs> that, Captain America. That's what America. inspired J.J. Abrams' movie. <laughs> yeah. He's literally black Captain America. Like, he's he's Sam Wilson before Sam Wilson. Because he, he has super soldier serum type stuff put into his body. And that, that's what makes oh, him black Superman. So, but other things that rolled out of D23 from my perspective. This is Star Wars, so we can, we can classify this as Eric stuff. Uh, the official trailer for Andor. Everyone's uh, talking about that. That seems to be the new thing. It looks fantastic. What is the premise of that for those of us who don't care? Okay, did you watch you watched Rogue One, right? Yes, I did. All right, so Andor, Cash and Andor is in that. He's the one that does the um who actually goes with Jin to Okay. okay you know, get okay. the plans and stuff. So this yes, is about yes. this is a prequel for that for his story. Oh, so Andor is a person, not a planet. Yes, Andor Got is a person. It's I not Andor, Andor. Not uh, Andor. that's what I was thinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a Star Trek fan. Screw you guys. It's fine. So I actually got to see. I went to see Rogue One re-release in IMAX, and they oh. had the they actually had the trailer there. So I got to see it a little earlier than most people. Look at you getting special treatment. And um, it was very. It's very very cool. It looks to be fantastic. It's a lot of world building for Star Wars, which they need. How to many do. episodes? Um, it's actually it's literally two seasons. Um, that okay, they have together. I think it's 24 episodes. That's new for them that they announce multiple seasons. Usually yeah. they do this one at a time. Yeah, it's, I think they're calling it a split season to me, like a split season one. But that, to me, oh, that's... like Sopranos 6A six or 5A, right. 5A, whatever it is. Right. But yeah. I th- to me, that's two seasons. Like it's... I agree. Whatever. If you're not giving it to me all in one shot, it's two seasons. If you're splitting it up, it's two seasons. Right. That's how I feel. Don't get fancy with me. So, did you were you a fan of Willow, Pete? Did you ever watch the movie Willow? Uh, Growing I did. up, when you were it's kid? been a while. Well, they're doing a sequel to it, and there's a, a trailer came out for that. So, if you want to check that out, you can. Um, season two of the Bad Batch of Star Wars, which was you enjoyed that. Yeah, I did enjoy the first one, but the one that really, I really, really, I'm looking forward to is Tales of the Jedi. Uh, it's kind of an animated take on a couple of characters that um, we got a little bit of their history, but not a lot of it. Like Count Dooku from the prequels. It's one, There's one on him. Um, a little more on Ahsoka Tano. So we're going to I'm looking forward to this one. I can't wait to see uh, what they do with that. There, It's only six little kind of episodes. I don't know how long each one is, but it's going to be fun to now- watch that. How did you feel about this Patty Jenkins Rogue? What's it called? Rogue Squadron? Getting yeah, canned? they removed it from the the release. I mean, the calendar. We kind of heard when we heard that they were taking a step back. I believe we reported on it even maybe like a year ago now. Might even have been a year ago that they were kind of it was kind of taking a back seat. I was kind of skeptical. I, I was hopeful that it could still happen, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And now it was it's been removed from the calendar. So I don't know what that means, except hopefully it means she's focused on Wonder Woman three. Yeah, that's one of the ways to look at it. So that's that's where my concerns go. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Hopefully that she is focused on doing that film and that she just just doesn't have the time. And maybe we'll come back to this in the future. I don't know. But um, it was a little a little bit of a downer uh, to hear that news. I kind of wanted to see what she could do with the property in, in Star Wars. So it was interesting. Just no one really, no real uproar on Twitter about that one either. Nope. Found that interesting. So only Warner Brothers gets uproar. Always. I said, I think it's because of the, the benefit of the doubt Disney gets. Even uh, Star the, Wars fans? Like Star Wars fans complain about everything. 
Well, that that's just going to happen regardless. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's literally no rhyme or reason for for Star Wars fans. I can't explain them. Um, it's even so bad that if you like something but you have a problem with a little bit of it, that you get labeled a hater immediately. Uh, like, I can't. So, I just Star Wars fans are in their own silo for me. They have their own like little box, mm-hmm. and everything else is just kind of uh, different. But Star Wars fans are their own special category. We got some, there was a panel on Indiana Jones five. So that was pretty cool. Uh, you saw a picture of, of Harrison Ford and I forget the actor's name who plays shorty, but he was there and they were hugging. Hopefully um, short rounds in the movie. Hey, Hey, K Hugh Kwan. That's his name. K Hugh Kwan. Uh, so that was cool. And, and then Marvel had black Panther, Ironheart, Quantumania. Ironheart might be the first no. Marvel property where I just outright skip. <laughs> like I'm thinking, like I just, yeah, you know, I'm not an Iron Man fan. I don't care about that sector of the Marvel universe. I don't read Iron Man books or anything. Mm-hmm. That's like, I have no attachment to this character at all. I like Rudy Williams, like nothing. Right. It may be the first time, like, because Marvel's getting so big now to the point where it's like, yeah, you can't. You, it, it, not only is it getting impossible to keep up with everything just because of your personal life but it's like now you're making stuff that i don't even care about yeah <laughs> you make so much stuff so this might be the first thing where i'm just like I, I gotta tap out here yeah i really do think they're going towards the young avengers route it definitely seems like that's where they're going so she's gonna be one of them she's gonna be introduced in black panther you see her in the trailer for black panther so mm-hmm. you know we'll see but Interesting stuff came out of it. Nothing groundbreaking. There's no really new news. I mean, Kang is the is the villain in Quantumania. I mean, that's that was kind of revealed. Uh, but I thought we kind of knew that already. Um, and then, of course, we talked about Werewolf by Night and Secret Invasion. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they did a lot of like, oh, this is don't, don't forget we talked about this. We talked yeah. about this. You know, yeah. meanwhile, like you know, Shazam played twice at Fandom and everyone was in uproar about it. We already saw this. <laughs> But one thing we we can focus on one thing they did, uh, and we kind of got a little bit more news after the fact. So it's to kind of just lead right in there. Um, Daredevil, we know we're getting Daredevil: Born Again, uh, brand new show. We know we're going to get uh, some of him as well in She Hulk. Yet we haven't seen him yet, but he's going to be featured in an upcoming episode of She Hulk. So we'll see him first there. But a couple of things came out of it that you know kind of got cleared up that this is not going to be season four. Hold y'all. Yep, it's gonna be season one. What that means specifically, we don't know. Means this is the Marvel version of Daredevil, right? And they talked to Charlie Cox about it, and he's like, he said it's a new beginning. He kind of hopes that you know they can kind of meld both styles together, where the serious stuff and the more lighter stuff that Marvel's known for. Because uh, he kind of feels that Daredevil kind of might need a little lightning because the Netflix show was so heavy on the dark side. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. But uh, because in the comics, obviously, there's plenty of runs where there's kind of this levity thrown in. Um, Daredevil's always been pretty dark, dude. So No, you're right. Well, the whole concept like, of the character even, is very dark. Yeah, yes. Like, he's never had, like, a real light point, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he, Batman has gone light at some points, but I don't think Daredevil ever really has. No, I, well, I mean, 
the the story is completely tragic. Yeah. From you know, it's very similar to Batman. The tragic elements are very it's, similar. It is similar, but I, yeah. he's, I don't think he's ever had like the turn to like lightheartedness that like Batman had in the sixties. Oh no, the character. No, 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 no. Had that. Yeah. So I didn't. The cool thing I figured out about it, I didn't know is that Charlie Cox said that when he got the role the first time, he really started reading a lot of the material. Um, which of course you should do as an actor. That's part of your job. Uh, but it was cool to read just how much he said he got involved in it. And now he, he still reads it. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to read. But uh, what do you think, man? I mean, I'm excited for this, but you know, like I'm, I am curious. Cause it's like, I really enjoyed the angle that Netflix had and their too. take. And I like, you know, that more kind of serious stuff when it comes to comic movies or comic book content. Um, we'll see what happens with this. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it just to what level, like, it can't be as like lighthearted as She-Hulk. It just can't because like, I don't oh. think that's gonna happen. You know, but it couldn't. It can't be as lighthearted as like Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Ms. Marvel is either. Like this show has to be more along the lines of like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, or Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, even, uh, yeah, Hawkeye is pretty serious at times. So like, it, but Hawkeye can have humor. Like Falcon Winter Soldier, I thought teetered that perfectly. Like, there's not that much humor. It's very serious. Um, we'll see, but I'm excited. I, I like Charlie Cox and I'm excited to see the yellow suit and, you know, we keep getting teased about him in, in She-Hulk. <laughs> Just, I know. <laughs> so, uh, eventually I'm sure he'll pop up there first. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, I'm happy there's some clarification. Um, you know, season one, not season four. Right. Uh, it's all in the title, Daredevil Born Again. Uh, so there you go. It was always there to begin with. Um, and we'll see what happens. Um, I'm very again. A lot of my is like, how is this suit going to translate on screen? Like, is this going to look really good? This yellow suit. So, you know, I don't know. I'm coming out looking like a Twinkie. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, it's more gold, I would say. It's um, yellow. Everyone's but, I don't, gold is the, <laughs> everyone gets this wrong. Gold and yellow are two different colors, and Daredevil wears yellow. No, like, but in from what I've seen from the shots we've gotten, it looks from maybe it's just the lighting. It just looks gold. Okay. It, so maybe yeah, it, it kind of looks like mustard to me. It looks like muted mustard. Yeah. Um, but but we did. It's golden brown. I, are you know, caught up on She-Hulk? Yeah. We did see his suit in a box in the well, last house. We saw him cow. Yes. Yeah. And so it, from, it, it was yellow. Which yeah. Is cool. You know, we'll see. From the suit maker. So. You know, he, was I, I thought game. he wore that black sock too much in the Daredevil Netflix show anyway. Like, I'm just like, get to the suit ready. Get to the suit. Yeah, season one. The literally until the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wait the whole year. Uh, but no, um, that was just cool information to figure out and kind of clarify things for people. Um, but yeah, D23 was kind of just them reaffirming things we already knew. And here's the same image of the Fantastic Four logo that we've been showing for four years. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Yep. Yes. We got if Warner Brothers had a logo for five years, you guys would have flipped out. Yes. Uh, but they did, we did, like, they did give us a little bit about the Thunderbolt show and. Which sounds exciting. It's just nice to see that they finally copied Warner Brothers for a change. You know, that's their answer to Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all joke. stuff we've talked Calm about. Down. We've all stuff we've talked yeah. about already. Um, I know the, the movie. Pete's waiting in, you know, with bated breath for the Marvels. They talk a little about the Marvels. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I believe that's your Christmas. Don't lie to me. 
Mr. Marvel. Oh, uh, dude, I didn't even see that panel. I had no idea they had it. And so no, told no, me, like, no, oh. nobody saw it. It was it's a private convention. Oh, no, I mean, like the news for it. I was oh. totally not until you guys posted stuff. I had no idea that they did it. But check it out, guys. I mean, if you haven't it's seen the, any of the D23 stuff. It's the greatest uh, convention nobody saw. It is. I mean, it clearly it's a fantastic convention. I just can't watch you know, it. Yeah. You're not I, allowed to. I can't watch it. And they're even less. They even release less from this than Comic-Con does like the Comic-Cons do. So <laughs> they're just, you know what? They're just spitting on their fans faces at this point. So, it's just so disrespectful. It is what it is. You know, <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> it's coming though. Just all that stuff is coming. Another thing, oh, they did talk a little bit about Captain America Four, uh, Ooh, New yes, World Order. Yes, yes. Um, so there was a little bit more information we got from that. Uh, the producer of the the movie, Nate, one of the producers, Nate Moore, had um, spoke a little bit about it, and they talked about the comparison, obviously, for Sam and then Sam, Steve Rogers. And he says, "I think he's not Steve Rogers, and I think that's a good thing because to me, this new Cap is Rocky." He's going to be the underdog in any situation. He's not a super soldier. He's not 100 years old. He doesn't have the Avengers. Uh, what happens with this guy who announces publicly kind of without support that I'm the new Captain America? What happens next? Because obviously we saw that in Falcon and Winter Soldier when he finally took up the mantle. So he goes, I think it's fascinating because he's a guy. He's a guy with wings in his shield, but he's just a guy. So... What do you think, Pete? What do you think the reaction is going to be? I am so pumped for this. I can't this. wait. I love Mackie in this role. I think he's great. Um, I can't wait to see if what's his name becomes the new Falcon. Um, his little assistant there. He was yeah. Falcon. He was in Winter Soldier and Falcon Winter Soldier. He was cool. Uh, really excited. I don't even think of this as Captain America Four, even though it is. Like to me, this is like Captain America One. Right. You know, it's 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 the first movie of Steve's saga. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Sam Saga. So you saw Steve and Captain America. Um, and I'm really excited just to see where this can go um, and where this leads. Because Sam does things differently. You know, he, he may be a little bit more, let's say, trigger happy than Steve. You know, <laughs> Sam may be a little bit more eager to rush into trouble than Steve. Uh, but he, he's, a, he's a fearless warrior nonetheless uh, and, a, and a great soldier. So, you know, the shield's in good hands and it's going to be great to finally, you know, see that red, white, and blue fly through the sky. And just, I'm sure there'll be some really kick-ass action sequences. I'm really excited. That's the, one of the things about Sam Wilson that is so interesting to me is, you know, you add that element of flight with the wings and, uh, you know, Redbird and all that jazz. And mm-hmm. it really gets interesting with combat and stuff. So that makes for a great action movie. Um, and I'm really excited. I, I, like I said, I love the down grounded mcu stuff i thought falcon Widow soldier uh, up until she hulk was as good as it got in disney plus so you know just i'm really excited to just get back into that and explore uh, sam's world and i hope his sister's involved in that because i really enjoyed those family she moments. Was cool. i thought that was cool i thought that really kind of got you into you know the the family aspect of the wilsons and you know just really got you attached to them and you know, realize like, oh man, Sam Wilson is just, he's like, it's like he said, he's just a guy. He's got problems, mortgages, banks, fork, you know, like he's, he's dealing with everyday life on top of keeping the country safe. So, you know, he's, uh, you know, I said it earlier about a uh, secret invasion, but he's like our James Bond, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> we got more than one over here, I guess, <laughs> but uh, it's cool. I, I dig it. I can't wait. 
And I'm sure we need help with an awesome action figure out of this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably going to be... Well, that's probably definite. We're going to get a pretty cool action figure out of this one. Uh, <clears throat> but Tim Blake Nelson is back in it, too. Uh, who we haven't, as Samuel Stearns, who we haven't seen since The Incredible Hulk, which was 15 years ago. So that's cool. You'll see him back. Uh, he's one of the main villains um, in this. It's game. interesting that he's going to be the villain of a Captain America movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know if they're going to go this route, but, you know, he he, he kind of messes with people's uh, <laughs> DNA. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with him in this mm-hmm. one. I'll see how that goes. But the character you were talking about, Joaquin Torres, he is back in this, obviously, who's going to be coming um, probably in line to become Falcon. So we'll see if that actually goes down that way. Uh, But yeah, I'm looking forward to this, too. It's a I like when we have a a known character getting a different interpretation as as opposed to their most famous one. Uh, So I like that they're doing this um, and that they went this route with Sam. I like for me, it's. It's also like less of a blow, like to go from Steve to Sam, like as opposed to let's say like if I was an Iron Man fan to go from like Tony to Ironheart. Like I just, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, like I, I could, it's just less of a blow because of how big of a character Sam Wilson is since, you know, inception. Like he's always been with Captain America, you know? Right. He's as big of a deal as, as Bucky is. He was, you know, the second sidekick. So, right. You know. It, 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 while we're in a phase of the MCU where, like, you know, the, the you know the tier one heroes have kind of died and moved on, mm-hmm. right? It's it's interesting to see them be replaced, but yet, like, this one is for me the easiest pill to swallow. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's a cool way to to bring new fans to these things, uh, you know, in a way because uh, you mean, you know. Sam Wilson is African-American. So now you have African-American kids who can look up to a Captain America that looks like them. And in my life, historically, unless you read the comics, you wouldn't even know that Captain America is Steve Rogers. That's it. Yeah. So I I, I actually don't think many people knew. Right. So that's cool. And they'll have that for them. I wonder if, I wonder if we do see Bucky in this, he's not listed on any of the, uh, you know, the roles or the casting or whatever, but you know, Marvel, they like to hide things. So you don't, you don't like it's, he's got to be in it. There's no way he's not in my opinion. I hope so. Like, I hope he's got some kind of a role in it, but we don't know. I mean, there's nothing, you know, nothing that's been confirmed. Hmm. So I I would think he has to be in it. We'll see how it goes. I don't know, but I'm definitely, uh, yeah, like you, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. Uh, so one little last little bit of news uh avengers the kang dynasty as we know um they announced the two avengers films at what was their thing called again d23 oh no it wasn't d23 it was the one before it was the investors call maybe oh was it the same thing i forget (laughs) uh another bunch of announcements that fan can't attend yeah great Uh, stuff great stuff guys so one of the avengers films the kang dynasty has its writer Jeff Loveness, who wrote, who also wrote Ant-Man and, and the Wasp, Quantumania, will be writing the Kang Dynasty. So, you know, we will have, we, now we have a writer. I, we, I don't and know. And the director is the, the guy who directed Shang-Chi, correct? Yes. Daniel, Destin Daniel Cretton will be writing. Um, the cool thing about uh, 
Loveness is that he's also from Rick and Morty, which is where Jessica Gao's from and Michael Waldron's from. So Marvel clearly pulls from <laughs> from the Rick and Morty series. Cartoon Network is huge. Yeah, uh, to do these things. So as of this one little last little bit of news I want to throw out there that we had for you guys. So I guess we'll be able to tell how he is with Marvel first with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is coming too. So that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, kind- I'm excited for that. I, 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 dude, I can't believe like no one liked Ant Man and the Wasp. Like no one really enjoyed that movie. I felt like I was the only one. I didn't. I mean, it's not that I hated it. It just I like the first one better. So oh, the first one's an all time classic. Yeah, the first one's better. So for me, you know, but I thought the it second was good. one was good. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't like I'll watch it if it's on. I'm not gonna. I would like flat, you know, turn it off or skip it. I'll I'll go back to it. It's one movie I'll go back to. Uh, even though she's nuts, I'm a big. I like Evangeline Lilly. <laughs> even though she's a bit of a whack job. Oh, I like her too. I like. Yeah, I mean, it was. It definitely was. It it was a logical step in the progression of the character, so it was fine. Like I, I yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. But Quantum I'm sure, is going to be bananas. I have a feeling it's going to be very, very different um so obviously they're dealing with the quantum we'll realm i don't know uh, i don't know how, i think it'll still be i think i think you know what you're getting in an ant-man movie after two films by now right it's not like thor where they had to rediscover the character it's worked since day one uh so you know i think you know it'll be your typical paul rod humor you know dry but yet you know ridiculous at the same time you know he's like Paul Rudd is like Will Ferrell, but like toned down. And he doesn't age. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Rudd looks the same as he did when he did Clueless. Well, so do you. You look good. No. Yeah, you do I look do. good. Too. I do not have the Paul Rudd. You, do you use Crepe Race? <laughs> you watch too much television. <laughs> do you, well, did, I work in television. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Crepe Race. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, let's switch I, houses now. We've done a lot on <laughs> we've done a lot on Disney and, and Marvel and, and Star Wars and all the Disney D twenty three stuff. Let's switch over to DC because you we got DC? some. No, I don't. I love DC. You hate DC. We got news on one of my favorite DC shows. Hello, of course I'm talking about Titan season four. Gotham coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not Gotham. Uh, <laughs> definitely not Gotham. Um, we also, we, they have a, a Lex Luthor in this one. So we know that it's going to be, and he's uh, got a beard. Yes. He's got a beard. We got back to back bearded Luthors on TV yes. recently. <laughs> Titus Wellover. If you guys watch Bosch, uh, that I believe is on prime. I believe it's a prime Amazon prime show. If you watch the show Bosch, he's the star of that one. You've seen him before. He's been in lots of different movies. He was in the town. I've never even heard of this guy. So he's probably a character actor that I have to see in a film. Yeah. Uh, But he's good. And he spoke about playing Luthor and how the, the producers were talking like, Oh, we wanted to talk to him about doing the role and that he, like he basically called them. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, okay yeah he was like oh i wanted to do it i heard it was you know i i got the script i heard it was open he's like i called them he goes i love i love superman i love the character of lex luthor he really wanted to play the part so he gave them a call Well, that's good i'm kind of glad he kind of went after it if he wanted it yeah this casting opens up 
a slew of issues for Superboy. Yeah. Which would make fantastic plot points if our friend uh, Brian Edward Hill has his way. I'm sure he'll write a hell of a story at some point. Um, I can't wait to see what they do with this Luthor and Superboy. That's what's really going to... And it seems that um, the season will take place in Metropolis the way last season took place in Gotham uh, as they're headed to California to yes. Titan's Tower, I guess, or whatever. They'll be either headed their way back to San Francisco, but for some reason they have to stop in Metropolis first. So we'll see what happens, but this is really interesting. Um, it'll be cool. Uh, I hope we do get the same treatment in Metropolis we got in Gotham because I thought that was a fun way to explore the city even without the big uh, title character yes. involved. Um, and who knows who else will show up in Metropolis. Maybe we'll get some Supergirl. That'd be cool to see a, a Supergirl pop up in Titans. I imagine someone's in Metropolis doing something somewhere. Maybe, or maybe we get another Superman. Who knows? Yeah. I think that would be crazy if Titans cast another Superman. <laughs> I think that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. Or who knows? Maybe there's a Lois Lane. Out there. I don't know. But, you know, I can't, maybe it's Jimmy Olsen, but there's got to be some other characters that pop up. <laughs> Maybe Maggie Sawyer or uh, what's his name? Drebin. I think his name's Drebin. You know, those those police officers. So there'll be something cool. Uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, I know you love the show. I'm just interested to see where it goes. I wonder if we're going to see any Red Hood at all. I don't know. You know, Karen Walters has been a big part of that show for two seasons. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure he would pop up at some point. Not really sure when. But um yeah, just interesting to see who new additions to the team. Uh, maybe we don't have any Red Hood at all, but we do have a new Robin. And it is mentioned that uh, Tim Drake will be a bigger force on the show than he was last season. So we'll see where that goes. You know, and uh, you know, just interesting to see what Nightwing and company are up to. Well, you know, after Batman saved Tim Drake in the subway station and stopped him from doing doing terrible, terrible things to that that Asian man. You know, we're gonna. See what happens after that. Oh, you're turning into a real Twitter fan right now. <laughs> oh, you know, I just like throwing throwing some gas on the fire. Just just do that every once in a while. But no, yeah, this <clears throat> it sounds very interesting this season coming up. Um, they are <clears throat> excuse me. Whoa. They are on their way back to um, as Pete said, they're on their way back to San Francisco to Titans Tower on that cross country trip, which is how the, the last season left off. And they are stopping Metropolis. We know that Superboy is a is a combination of Lex and Clark's DNA or Superman's DNA. Yep, so, yep, yep. so there's going to be some interesting um, ways they go with that. I'm sure they'll explore some of the dark sides of Connor's character, which we've seen a little bit of in the show. Uh, but so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, but I'm very interested in this. It's been a while. Um, it, it's going to be in November, so that's cool to know that we actually have a release date it's coming in november uh but yeah you're right it's going to be interesting to see how they build out metropolis and how long they actually stay there uh because it it does seem like from the description of the show that they will eventually be going back be doing stuff in san francisco as well okay so it's not, they're not going to spend the whole season in metropolis yeah i thought they were um, going to do that that's so, really cool but we know we're also getting um brother blood mother mayhem and Jinx, they'll be in the season four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's we have other villains to look forward to. Uh, Titan's usually good at that, giving us multiple villains. Um, so, like last year was Red Hood and Scarecrow. 
So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, there's going, they're going to be a um, panel at New York Comic Con, Pete. So you'll get to maybe go check that out. Maybe you're gonna go. I, I, I don't. I, I have to buy a ticket. I haven't, I haven't bought my ticket Comic Con yet. Okay. This, there, there's still too many restrictions. It's, it, it's like, ah, uh, it almost feels like pandemic 2020. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm listening to 60 minutes, and the president says the pandemic's over. So I'm like, all right. I, I mean, technically. It's, yeah. I guess we're in the endemic stage, they call it, when you're at the yeah. end. Yeah. So, so, just a little awesome. too many restrictions for me at this point in time. So, I skipped Comic-Con, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay. Well, we do know one show that we've already announced got a season four um, renewal, which was Harley Quinn. But the showrunners were kind of surprised to hear um, that it was indeed getting a, a renewal. So they said it was a little touch and go for a while. Uh, they weren't really sure. Definitely when everything first happened, they thought they were going to scrap it. But got the call and it was all positive and we got we're get get a season 4. So What uh, do you think? I, I, the show is that popular, let's just be honest. They they, they couldn't cancel it. You know, yeah. with everything going on and uh you know with Zaslav being a, a big proponent of licensing out something like animation uh you know and not doing other projects canceling other projects you realize that uh harley quinn probably makes them uh, top dollar you know somehow that show generates enough revenue where it's necessary and not you know unneeded which is great because it's a fantastic uh, fantastic animated show for <laughs> mature audiences um but it just goes to show you that the show has value it just does. Otherwise, it probably would have gone the way of, or yeah, Batman, Kate Crusader. You know, let's license it out. You know, you you could say that this show would be licensed out, and would have been sold relatively quickly because it is that good, right? Like, but the mm-hmm. Warner Brothers or Zaslav wanted to keep it in house. It's very yeah. interesting seeing what he does and doesn't do. At this point, you know, we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit later, but. Yeah, we're going to we'll get into a little bit more about what people talking about uh, with the licensing stuff, because that seems to be what they they're trying to do. Um, They're being creative in what they're trying to do, which I get. It's just kind of kind of sucks for people. But um, yeah, they got the news while they were doing season three and they hadn't even shot the finale yet. And uh, yeah, they were surprised. They were like. So it's cool that this show, which I think was more of a trial thing for them, has really been a hit. And that the studio and that Warner Brothers sees how big a hit it is and what it's doing. It'll be it's funny because it'll still be on its like third different network, so to speak. I mean, it went from TC Universe to HBO Max to whatever HBO Max will become. Yeah. Or whatever <laughs> it will be absorbed into. So it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. And the showrunners are still like they're still nervous. They feel like it could be pulled at any second. So I, I think that's any good artist, uh, any artist with their work. You know, you're only as good as your last show for a lot of people. So they're probably in that same realm. But yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, this show is really, really good. Very, fan- very fantastic show. Yeah, the the Batman, uh, what is it? Batman Begins Forever might be one of the greatest like psychological <laughs> dives into Batman ever. Yeah. It's yeah, Batman's episode. kind of the antagonist. He is the antagonist in season three, which is not. I dug usual. season three. I really liked it and the way it ended. I thought it was it's interesting. It, it's fresh. Yeah, a lot of fresh ideas. 
So, all right. <clears throat> so we talked, we're, we're kind of going into the Warner Brothers DC Discovery area. And we, as we know, Batgirl was canceled. Uh, and this couple of the stars I've recently spoke about um, the cancellation of it. Michael Keaton was, they spoke to Michael Keaton after the Emmys when he won the Emmy for Dope Sick, which by the way, if you guys haven't seen Dope Sick, it's fantastic and he's fantastic in it. So you should definitely check it out if you get the chance. It's on Hulu. But um, he was kind of aloof about it. I think he knows more than he was letting on, but he's just kind of giving this. He's definitely got that like Bruce Wayne, Luffy persona when it comes to public stuff. Like, yes, he definitely is just like, I'm an actor. I don't care about the business side of things. I got my check. That's what the vibe I get from Keaton. Right. Right. I, I, I agree. And I just, I think he knows more, but he just obviously can't say it. That's what it is. So he's a vet. He knows what he can and can't, you know, he's not, he's not a rookie actor. Exactly. He's a vet in life. <laughs> and and in, in this industry, so he knows exactly. They did kind of ask him about the Flash, and he's like, "I don't know. We'll see." I mean, I'm pretty. So when he says that, though, I think he's like, "I just." He's like, "I think he's like, I don't know when the release date is." I just think it means I do know, but I can't say anything. <laughs> like... You're like, okay. I just <laughs> to me, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes, like, I buy his Luffy persona, where I'm like, Keaton's like, well. I shot my scenes. My part of the job is done. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not editing it. I'm not the director. I just acted my, I did my job and it's, you know, in post now. So it's not up to me. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of truth. Like, I, I don't know. You know, he's, I think he's like, I don't know. And until they tell me to come up for the premiere, I don't care. <laughs> like, I just, I get that vibe for him. Like he's, you know, I shot my scenes They canceled the movie. I guess it's a bit, you know, in regards to Batgirl, he's like, you know, I guess it's a good decision. It's a business decision. I don't know anything else after that. He's like, you know, but again, I did my part and that was that, you know, I can't control what I, what I don't have control over. And that's, that's just the vibe I get from. He's just kind of like just down to earth. He's like, yeah, whatever. Right. And he doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't want to get into any of, I don't know what contractually he can say about it. There might've been, that might've been part of the NDA. Because I'm actually more curious. like, well, what the hell happened in Morbius, Mike? <laughs> because that post credit scene that they originally teased in the trailer isn't the post credit scene that showed up in the movie. So what yeah. happened there? Like yeah. I actually could care less about Batgirl after seeing Morbius. So I'm like, well, this is the worst movie I've ever watched. First of all, at least up there, it's like a top five all time movie. I didn't think it was that bad. But oh, that's it's so okay. bad. You're, it's, we're, you're there's, it's like it's like Venom. Morbius, where there's like, I'm like, there's like 20 minutes they cut from this movie that I, that would help it flow a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, it's not good by any stretch. I would never say no. it's good. Um, and some of it's just freaking ridiculous. But I don't know. Like, I didn't, I've seen a lot worse. I've seen it's, a lot worse. It was pretty bad. It was up there, like so. House of the Dead. And I, th- I was like, oh. <laughs> I think because people were, were saying how bad it was, so I expected it to be like unwatchable, and it wasn't unwatchable. So it's not unwatchable, my... but it's like it's so bad. You're like, what did they do that for? You know, like and <laughs> going back like to the things that aren't in the trailer. Like Tyrese has like this cybernetic arm that isn't mentioned at all in the movie. And I, I first of all, I hated that Eugene, that fake Eugene Levy. Like that guy was such a bad actor. Yes, Tyrese's partner is so bad, horrible. I was like, this guy is hard. I was like, who are these guys? And they make a reference. There's Venom references all over the place, but <laughs> they mean nothing. <laughs> like, and then they have, yeah. 
And then man. Jared Harris. Jared Harris is probably the best actor of the movie, and he he's got the smallest part. <laughs> is it, was he the other guy? Yeah, he was the doctor. Oh, when the when the when the nurse died, when the nurse was murdered in the hallway, I totally knew it was the other guy. Yeah, like there was. It, I was like, oh, no, that's God. Matt Smith, the guy who okay. played. That was his best friend who had the issue. Yeah, that's Matt. Yes, Smith. Yes, yes. The doc, the guy who. Oh, okay, um, I, okay. Doctor okay. from the the the, the institute, what, the boarding house. Yeah, what yeah. the institute they were. Yeah, that's that's Jared Harris. Like I got the story and everything, and I thought Morbius himself looked cool and how he moved and everything. I just, yeah, I didn't like the movie. Yeah, it, well, it, you're right. I mean, it's not like I said; it's not good. It's very. I thought beastic. I would like Morbius more than Thor: Love and Thor: Love and Thunder, and it was the complete. I love compared to Morbius. I love Love and Thunder. I will actually buy Love and Thunder on Blu-ray, or uh, I will buy the movie. That's how much I actually enjoyed it. See, guys, people never cease to surprise me because <laughs> I never thought I, what Pete just said. I totally would have thought the same thing that he would like Morbius and not like. Yeah. Love and Thunder. Oh no, Morbius is crap. Morbius so. is crap. All right. Well, one movie that's not crap. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if anyone has, but The Whale, uh, Brendan Fraser's, oh, Darren Aronofsky's new film. There's that name again. Mm. Uh, still wish we would have got his Batman Year One, but that's. I don't know if I would have liked that. Uh, I still, I don't know if I would have liked it, but I would have liked to have seen it. That's fair that way. Um, but he's getting Brendan Fraser's getting very, very good reaction to his yeah. role in The Whale. Oscar won, buzz. Yes, he got a standing ovation at the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, he's got Oscar buzz. He won best actor. Uh, so they were obviously there. It's a press tour for all these things in Toronto doing, you know, uh, doing press tour. And he's talked about, um, the whale obviously, but they also asked him specifically about Batgirl and what happened there. And, um, he was very, very, he heaped a lot of praise onto Leslie grace. This is the quote. Exactly. He said, the fans really wanted to see this film made. Leslie Grace is a dynamo. The movie was shot and conceived for a smaller screen in this age that we've come out of now between streaming services versus theatrical release. It would end up being the canary in the coal mine. What did we learn from this? Work with trusted filmmakers like Darren. Now, to me, that's, that's a shot. A shot. <laughs> right? I was going to bring that up. That's a shot. He takes that. That's the first time someone's taking a shot at these two guys. I don't know if it's it's the shot at Bilal and Falah or if it's a shot at the studio. I think it's both. I think it's, it's you know, directors early in their filmmaker. <laughs> directors early in their filmmaking career, which is, I've said before, you know, when they announced this, they wouldn't do this to someone, you know, of Nolan's ilk, right? Yeah. yeah. Even for Snyder, like, they came up with a whole reason for Snyder to leave, you know, like, say what you want about that situation, but, like, they even worked with Snyder to an extent to come up with the scenario. Um but these guys, they just canceled the movie. And I think that's, it may, it, to me, I take that as a shot, you know, because he's, you know, you got you work with people who, you know. Who this won't happen canceled. to. Yeah. Yeah. Who this one That's fair. That's fair. But. um, To me, it's I not, mean, it's not under their control, though. Like, they got to start their careers at some point. Right. I mean, the only thing that they did that got appraised was Bad Boys 3, right? So, and it was a, it's a very good Marvel. movie. Yeah. Well, they that hadn't episodes. come out yet. Yeah. That hadn't come out yet, so I think it they, did when they got back. I don't know if it had. Not when I they got Ms. Marvel's Batgirl. been out before. Well, by the time, because yeah, no, Ms. Marvel was. Been, I thought Ms. Marvel was out. No, not when, not when they shot Batgirl. Oh no, I thought I, when the cancellation, like, but yeah, you yeah, see, yeah, like, yeah, you see, yeah. like, oh, these guys got talent. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, I know these guys got talent. 
Yeah, I mean, they were major parts of the show. They didn't direct every episode, but they no, were... No, they did the first and the last, I think. Yeah. They were kind of the creative guys behind it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it's fantastic. It's, a, it's an excellent, excellent show. I really yeah, enjoyed it's it. It's great. So... Again, I hear what you're saying. I, I mean, it's not a shot at them as they're as creatives. It's just a shot that they're not well known enough, so this doesn't happen. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, so pretty strong words. Um, he was very smart and measured in his comments, saying how much the fans really wanted to see it and praising Leslie Grace. A uh, very, very smart, uh, very, very smart answer to the question by Brendan Fraser. Uh, but man, I want to see this movie now. Um, the whale. Uh, you will. So, yeah, I definitely will. But he's had quite a career resurgence. Uh, Doom Patrol. He's, you know, it's just a voice, but. I didn't know that. I, I, yeah. I found that out like not too long ago that he just did the voice for Robot Man. I was kind of surprised. I thought he did both. Yep. So um, we'll see. We'll see how the whale is. But I, I, I liked his answer. I did. I'll say I liked his answer. It was honest. Yeah, it was very honest. Uh, so Halloween is coming. And as you guys know, every year, Pete and I do a Halloween episode and we will be doing one again. Uh, and we got some news on one of our favorites, which is scream six. Technically it's scream. I don't know if it's scream two or scream six. I have no idea what they're going to call this one. Right. I don't know, but it's going to take place in New York city. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the first time they've gone away from Woodsboro, obviously, but I, I, um, if I'm not mistaken, most movies take place outside of Woodsboro. Yeah. Yeah. Or if, if, sure. At this point, it might be even. Yep. Because right. two takes place in college. Three takes place in Hollywood. Yep. Four, they're back at Woodsboro. Five, they're back at Wood. Yeah. So now it's three and three. Yep. So. Melissa Barrera, who obviously is the star, now is the star of this this current iteration of the franchise. I really, you don't, you think it's her, and not Ortega? That's true. It's Ortega. Yeah, you're right. I think I got them confused. No, it's her. It's Barrera. You think so? I would say yes. Okay. I mean, she's to me in in five. She was. I mean, she's Billy's daughter, so yeah. yeah no, I just I I, <laughs> I would have considered Jenny the uh, more of the star. It seemed the movie seemed to be more about her. Okay, let's see. That's fair. In my opinion, how I took it. But I it's, think it's, it's interesting how we both read it. That's oh. well, they're both star co-star. There we go. <laughs> One of the main co-stars of it, Melissa Barrera. Oh, this was her quote about it being in New York City. It's like twenty times more mortifying. It's awful because you also see how in a city like New York City, everyone is kind of doing their own thing and someone is screaming for help and no one will come for, to their help. And being that Pete and I have been <laughs> Manhattan for a majority of our lives, we can attest to that. People kind yeah. of just go their own way and do their own thing. It's like, it's, it's weird. It's like, it? it's like, don't ever scream rape, scream fire. Yep. Yep. People, it's sad to say, but. You know, she continued to say no one comes to help them. You know, like everyone's kind of like, I'm not going to get to that. So it's mortifying because you're chased by Ghostface, but you also see humanity and how that reacts in a situation like that. And then she says she's probably saying too much about the plot. So she's going there. Uh, she did talk about uh, Nev Campbell not being in it. Um, she says she gets it as a woman. Uh, 
she feels under she feels undervalued as being a Latina woman. She's like this happens a lot. So if she feels undervalued as well, it shows how much of a problem it is. So she spoke about that as well. I'm just thinking about like the killing spree that someone can go on in Times Square just as Ghostface. Because just knowing how people are in New York City, no one's going to blink an eye after some <laughs> idiot running around in a costume and then somebody pretends to be dead. You're like if People are like, oh, this happens all the time. Like I, I imagine he could stab like four or five people before people actually start realizing, oh, this is a legitimate psycho and not some guy who just wants $5 for a picture. Exactly. I was going to say, you're right. Times Square is the perfect place because they have costume people there. Yeah. Right. So they would just this would just be another. Oh, look, it's a costume person. Oh, look, he, there, he's faking. These and it would be all to- it, it'd be all tourists. So they would buy into it because because no real like yep. New Yorker goes to Times Square. Just <laughs> so to walk through. That's usually just what we to go get to, to like work. Right. Just to get where we're going. We'll walk through Times Square uh, to get but, there. But you're right. So I, I'm I'm actually very intrigued now that it's going to be in New York City. I'm I mean I was going to watch it anyway, but that this kind of heightens it. I love. I hope this I'm, is better than Jason Takes Manhattan. Yes, I I agree. I hope it's better than that. <laughs> but if anytime there's something based in New York, because I live in this area, I I'm I'm, I'm always interested to watch it. And it yeah. hasn't always been great, like Escape from New York. I didn't literally care for, but whatever. <laughs> oh, but I love those movies. Yeah, but but I'm looking I'm looking forward to this. This is definitely something that I am um, got my eye on. So. Yeah, I enjoyed this. Uh, I want to see where they go with it because there's a, it seems like there's a lot of uncertainty to like what they're gonna do. Just because it, it, it the whole thing with like the visions of Billy Loomis and now without Nev, like there's so many questions. I feel like the Riddler <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, only Gale's left, right? So yeah. That's really it, um, and uh, and what's his name, Randy's sister. So um, we'll see. Uh, just a lot of questions because it's like, wow, like what are you guys going to do now? Because I, I the whole Billy Loomis ghost vision thing totally caught me by surprise. So I wonder if they have any other tricks up their sleeves. Yeah, I I hope they don't lean into that anymore. I hope that's out of her system. Yeah, I did not like that. It's the only thing I didn't like about the movie. So I hope they don't lean. I, it's not that I hated it. I just it was kind of dumb. Yeah, it, I it was kind of fan servicey, right? Like, let's throw this in uh, to give another connection to the original film, as if having Gail, Dewey, and <laughs> yeah, and Sydney there wasn't enough. But um, you know, it's got it was kind of fan servicey in that regard uh, for me. It didn't it didn't detract from the film. I didn't hate it. It just was kind of like okay, it's a little too heavy handed for me. That's. That was the one thing about the film that I was kind of like, eh. Just Scream is so that. like just entrenched in real world scenarios to the point where like if you start having visions of ghosts, you're like, eh. you know, <laughs> it kind of yes. takes away from what Scream actually is. Yeah. So. Oh, well, but I mean, it's meant for her. It was mental illness and schizophrenia in my mind. That's what that was. But yeah. So. All right. Well. It's in a couple of days, I believe the twenty. See the twenty first or the twenty second. I don't never know. We'll be starting fall, so that means that smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end. If you haven't been escaping for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack off those pesky pubes. As summer comes to an end and we enter fall, keep your boys clean and fresh, just in time for fresh ball fall. 
The leader in below the waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel sm- smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice. That line still gets me. Start the new season the right way. Enjoy over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. So, Pete, as our last episode when we spoke about creating pumpkin spice like ball spray, did you yeah. have you gotten in touch with them? Have we reached out and see make this happen? I sent them a couple of tweets. I haven't gotten a couple of response. I haven't gotten a response yet. Okay. I want to check on that first because as you guys know, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to keep your sweet, sweet sack in check. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner. Performance boxer briefs, which Pete and I rave about, they're fantastic. And a travel bag to hold your goodies. Your goodies, not your your goodies, your goodies that they're sending you, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this has been a, it's really been a cool partnership. I, I, it's great. I Like Pete and I talk all the time, we love their products, especially the scent. They have like this, it's their scent. It's like a cologne uh, scent. Yep. And it's amazing. Uh you know, we we we've had a certain someone give us a testimony as asked how this has helped him <laughs> in his life. Uh, Happy to help. Yes, we know who you are. You know who you are uh, if you're listening. But um, they even threw two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. Uh, the boxers and the shed travel bag. They're not originally part of the package. This is something that they threw in. Uh, they also, again, now have the head-to-toe with the Shears 2.0, which is a luxury nail grooming kit. So now they have stainless steel cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. So it's not – you don't just – you don't if you want to get a little bit more intimate in the area, they're now going to send you some, some scissors to do that. And if you want to clip your nails as well, you snip, can do snip, that. Snip, snip, snip. Yep, all in one. Uh, so it's a really a fantastic, fantastic – quote unquote package. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. Keep things smooth and fresh. As we say, sayonara to smooth ball summer and enter fresh ball fall. Fresh ball fall. I like the way that sounds. Yeah. I have to give those guys credit. The, the, I also say too, their social media people are fantastic. Like if you follow them, the stuff that they put out there, yeah. it's hysterical. I love I love reading what they throw out there and and do that. So as Pete mentioned before, we'll close with this story because it's more of a business type thing. Uh, but as we know, that since the discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery acquisition merger, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, they've had to make some tough decisions based on previous leadership. And now Zaslav is kind of switching the strategy to start licensing, licensing out Warner Brothers IP. So remember when um, we first got news that the Batman, the, the, that sh- the show, the Matt Reeves show, the Cape Crusader show, right, was leaving mm-hmm. HBO Max. Everyone's like, oh, it's canceled, it's canceled, it's canceled. Well, no, this is part of the new strategy. So Netflix right now, Amazon and Hulu are all big contenders for that show. And they're going to be doing this not just with, they didn't only do this with um, Batman and DC stuff. Lord of the Rings is a perfect example, right? Um that show the rings of power is on amazon prime now yes this was the deal before they took over but it's something that they had done they've already done in the past and i think we're going to see more of this and again it's really a way for them to recoup some money i know people are like oh they can do it in other ways i mean it's a business at the end of the day 
So, Pete, if they do, since they're going to start doing this, uh, do you think, what do you think a lot of these things will, will end up? Are you happy that it's not all going to be on HBO Max, that other people can find these things in other areas? Uh, to me, it doesn't matter where they end up as long as they come out. Um, you know, things getting canceled is where I kind of get bummed out about, like Batgirl, because uh, now that has no home and we'll never see it. Um, it's interesting. This reminds me a lot of what Marvel was doing in the 90s. They licensed out all their characters because they were going bankrupt. So maybe Warner Brothers is actually in deeper debt than we actually realize. It seems to me that Zaslav is trying to take... Um, his streaming IPs and his TV shows, and he's going to license them out to try to make a quick buck. Uh, because, you know, as it comes out, it, it, it seems to have come out that he is more interested in flipping Warner brothers and actually restoring Warner brothers to its like eliteness <laughs> as uh, was once reported. So it seems to be that, you know, he thinks he can fix this and make a profit of it and sell it in a few years. Um, so it seems that we are just in a cycle of buying and selling, buying and selling, buying and selling. You know, that's kind of what I get out of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a strategy. Uh, and as you said, it's very similar to what Marvel did in, in the 90s uh, with their properties. Um, people always look, but the comparison is always going to be with, with some, especially for DC, it's always going to be Marvel. And Disney did the opposite, right? Like they have taken everything and condensed it and it's all theirs and they control it and it's all under their well, umbrella. It, but, you know, how long did it take them to do that? Yeah. You know, it's it's taken them decades to do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, again, and this is another thing people forget. Uh, Warner Brothers is is this large conglomerate of things. And Disney has always just been Disney. Right. Mm -hmm. And Marvel Studios uh, was a separate thing. And Disney took it over. And Disney just does that. That's what they do. It's yep. Disney products, Disney everything. Uh, Warner Brothers deals with different distributors. Warner Brothers has dealt with different kinds of had had different kinds of setups. So it's different. It's just a different business model from the beginning. And, you know, they're trying to do what they can. And in my eyes, I look at it as, OK, I always say this, you know, you take two steps back now, maybe to take three steps forward going in the future. Um, I don't particularly care where the stuff is at. I'm If I like something, I'm going to make sure I see it no matter what. So it doesn't matter to me. But um. You know, it's just a business strategy that they're they're trying and that they've done in the past, and it's proven to be lucrative for other studios and them. So they go back to it. I mean, that's that's business yeah, one hundred and one. We'll see what losing... I mean, they're just licensing out shows too. It's not like they're licensing out like rights to characters. You know, like I we, we I know we talked about pre in Pat in a past episode like public domain and how like in yeah. a few years Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all of that. But like we're not there yet um, in that aspect. So. You know, they still have the control over the rights of the characters. It's just a matter of, you know, who gets to display them, you know, and who gets Because it seems like they want to make this stuff and then they'll just basically rent it out. They're basically Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. They're just renting things out at this point. Yeah. The Does other that reference news that's... not land anymore because there's no more Blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> there's what? Oh, no, that's closed. It's closed. Yeah. It's the last one closed. Yep. <sighs> blockbuster i used to love going there anyway i didn't loved it all i know but the other news that's kind of been banding about is that all this is done just so they can basically flip warner brothers again discovery um 
that's kind of the other scuttlebutt that's been thrown out there that they're doing all of this to get their, their affairs in order so that eventually they can just flip it. And so like the search for the head of DC films really isn't the only thing they're doing. And one of the reasons they're doing it is to get everything in order so they can flip it if they want to. Um, can Warner brothers buy themselves? Hmm? Can they just buy out <laughs> from this uh, discovery? Cause it's, it seems like everyone's always like, oh, I can fix Warner Brothers. And like, oh, no, they can't. And they sell it. And it's just, I feel like it's always constantly leaving the studio in worse off shape than it was when it started. Yeah. I mean, uh, they wouldn't have been sold to begin with. They would have been up for sale to begin with if they could have done that. Uh, I mean, there's been, there's, there's strong rumors out there that Comcast is trying to combine NBC Universal and Warner Brothers Discovery, that they're going to buy the whole company. Um Jeez. And combine them, uh, which then you're Aren't saying, the okay, laws well, then monopolies. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's the thing. There's antitrust laws that usually protect these kinds of things, but you have to. Sh- there would have to be no competitors for this, and there's there's always going to be as long as you have Disney out there, and uh, you know, and now you have all the streamers who are kind of separate production companies as well. So unless they get sold, I don't think the antitrust laws would kick into effect. Uh, mm. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what happens going forward with the company. It does kind of, I do kind of get that feeling, uh, you know, and I, it's kind of a tough position also for DeLuca and Abdi to be in. Um, Cause they're tr- here. They are trying to rebuild the talent base and, and trying to rebuild trust yeah, with filmmakers. It makes their job very difficult. Right. And you don't know what's going to happen. So it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. Uh, but just knowing what we know of Zaslav right now and seeing how he's operating, it does you do kind of get that feeling that this this is not this Warner Brothers Discovery is not going to be alone for a long time uh, for for a while a while for that long. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but I just want them to get right now, just get everything in order and then see where you are. That's what I would be doing. Um, do you but, think Zack Snyder buys Warner Brothers? <laughs> I can only hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> doesn't happen. Uh, and again, I like some of Zach's films, but we've seen what happens when he kind of oversees everything. It, it wasn't it wasn't a huge hit for for the studio. So Eric, that's that's, that's we'll see where true. it's not true. He created the greatest online fan base of all time. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, that's where we're at with that. So we've come to a close. That's all we have for this week, guys. So unless Pete has anything else he wants to say, besides telling people where they can find you, we will close. So Pete, go ahead. Tell them. You can follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast you're listening to right now, Straight to Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G. Follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. So there's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, you can find me at batmanonfilm.com and Batman on Film YouTube. I've got reviews, comic book uh, reviews, movie reviews, toy reviews, interviews, all that stuff over there. At Team Yellow Oval on Twitter. Uh, you can follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. I do that with Nicholas and Nico Caruso. That's at Italians for Spidey on Twitter. So that's cool. And uh, I believe that's it, champ. Take it away. All right. Thank you, Pete. As you guys know, you can find me on Twitter at Finally33, spell Finale33. Pete mentioned we're on Facebook. Check us out over there. A bunch of good stuff. A lot, little bit more interaction going on in the group. I always love that. It's a fun place for us to chat with you guys. Uh, oh, 
apparently as well thank you guys for not wanting me to be the head of dc films i just want to throw that out really quickly you <laughs> thank go. you for but it's okay it's okay I, I can take it it's fine uh but yes you guys spoke and i was not your choice that's all right um, the champion of long island is good enough yeah it's fine i can't have too many titles it's it, it just get to be and you'd lose all of this greatness that I have now. Anyway, if yes. you guys if you guys are fans of the New York Knicks and you want to listen to my New York Knicks podcast, it's at all it's called All Nicked Up. You can find the, the handle on Twitter is at all underscore nicked underscore up. Also have a Facebook page and group for that show. We will be getting into the the opening of the NBA season, which wow, it's crazy. It's about a month away now. Yeah. Uh, preseason starting soon. Training camp will be starting soon for the Knicks. So we'll be getting a little bit more into that stuff over there. So check me out. Check out my content on Batman on Film. As I mentioned, Titan season four starts in November. I will start reviewing Titans once Titans begin. So all if you want to check all my previous work there on the Titans series you could check out my reviews for the show my interviews with jerry o'connell and rebecca romaine who i'm considering trying to get in touch with to be on the new love boat show what do you think pete do you think i could go the champ can go on the love boat reality show like what are you gonna captain the ship <laughs> no it's a single it's like a singles cruise reality show type deal where you yeah, go, yeah. so are you gonna captain the ship i'm single Oh, you're, you're going to be the single cat. Oh, that's good because you can be like the Hugh Hefter. You can use Super Bowl Girls then. <laughs> so I was thinking of doing that. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, so that's it for us guys for this week. So unless Pete has anything else to say. No, that's it. I'm good. All right, guys. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Ooxus. Booyah.